Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm the editor-in-chief. I'm your host, and I'm a third Don Black Belt. Today's very unusual and very special episode features Master Mansour del Rosario. Uh, I had the pleasure of getting acquainted with Master del Rosario uh, when I did a screening for his recent award-winning sci-fi action martial arts film, Blood Hunters, Rise of the Hybrids. It came to my attention that he was not only a movie star, producer, writer, director, but a member of the Philippine government and a master of Taekwondo, the head of the Philippine Taekwondo Association, and a former Philippine Olympian. He had the distinction of being a Philippine medalist in the 1988 demonstration Olympics where my grandmaster, Grandmaster Wyage Park, sat as the U.S. women's Olympic coach. Master Del, Monsorio, Del Rosario, Master Del Rosario is a fine individual. I was honored to speak with him. He is extremely accomplished. He is the most visible person in the area of Taekwondo ever to come out of the Philippines. But he is also, in true Taekwondo and martial arts spirit, a humanitarian. He has used his power and his influence and his energies during the coronavirus crisis to make and distribute together with his family, with his wife, and with his allies to make and distribute medical masks in the Philippines. It is truly an unbelievable testament to his goodwill and to his generosity. What you're going to hear is my phone conversation over Viber with Master Del Rosario. I apologize if the quality isn't great. It was recorded not directly, but through a recording device, listening in on the conversation. I have not edited it because I think it's a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you check out his films, and I look forward to speaking to him again. And when he comes to the United States, I will be flying out to meet and greet him. Thank you. In, in exploring and, and, and reading about you, I came to understand that we have a lot in common, and I was excited to see, um, I, would, I think that you are the most visible Taekwondo practitioner in modern Philippines, maybe in, in ever in Philippine true. history. No, well, yeah, that's true, Mark. Uh, I think I suggest you better get a tape recorder. So that you can um, we're, ta- we're, we're on. We're taping. We're taping. So it's okay, fine. We can okay. we, we can edit. Yeah, we can edit. It, we can edit it yeah. all um, later. But I, yes. I I think that you uh, learning that we have similar similar paths 
that you, my grandmaster, Grandmaster Y.H. Park, um, was the 1988 U.S. Women's uh, Olympic coach. And you could I remember him. Yes, he. I think I even have a picture with him. I just can't find it. No, uh, that'd be great. Sure, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he knows my master. If uh, you ask him, you know, Grandmaster Hong. Yes, uh, of the Philippines, he will definitely say it. I've seen them together several times. You know, uh, talking, chatting, having lunch or something in all the international competitions that I attended. That's great, uh, and I will. Uh, years. Yes, and I will ask him. And I know you competed, and I know you. You accomplished. Uh, you received a medal for the the for yourself and for the Philippines in the in the eighty eight Olympics as a demonstration. Actually, actually Mark, yeah. Uh, the reason why I'm the, I think the most visible uh, Taekwondo Filipino man in the country, uh, it's uh, predominantly because uh, uh, when I went to the Olympics, uh, Stephen Fernandez, my teammate, and I were the first two Filipinos to to qualify and make it to the 88 Olympics. And uh, at, during that time, nobody, like uh, in my generation of, of people, nobody believed that it was possible for a Filipino to make it to the Olympics because at that time, only the top 16 fighters in the world were invited to compete if you make the qualification. So, and they were saying, you know, you're third world country, you're only Philippines, you're Southeast Asian country, you'll never make it, you know? And... You know, to make it to the Olympics, what to me was already a win for me. Whether I I, I, I get a, a medal or not, it, it didn't matter. I was, I was so happy to make it there and be beside Carl Lewis, uh, Florence Griffin Joyner, sure. Mike Luganis, uh, Roy Jones Jr. I mean, you know, I would see these guys in the mess hall. And, you know, uh, I mean, I couldn't believe these great athletes that were there. Uh, ben Johnson of Canada. Uh, I mean... I, I can't remember everybody, but uh, after the Olympics, uh, I was I had a green card. I was supposed to leave for America and, uh, you know, uh, move there, work there, and live there. Because uh, my mom was an American citizen and my stepfather is an American, uh, Irish-American guy from New York. And uh, they, I was able to get a green card from them. In fact, all my siblings live in, in America. They've been there for like 25 years. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and I'm supposed to be there ahead of them before any, because I'm the eldest. But uh, uh, Dr. Unyung Kim uh, 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 and uh, Grandmaster Hong, uh, they spoke to me because they they heard I had an offer to be to do, come out in a, a spoof of Enter the Dragon. It's a Filipino version of a the Filipino comedian, uh, really popular comedian at that time, he passed away already. Uh, he he made a spoof of Enter the Dragon and called it Enteng the Dragon. Yes, it, yes. Uh, yeah. So that was my first film, and I said, okay, I'll just do this one film, and then I leave for America. And uh, the film uh, had good acceptance, and uh, people started talking about me and said, what's Taekwondo? Because nobody knew what Taekwondo was in in the 80s except for those who read the newspapers sure or those who like martial what, what arts is what is the primary martial art of the philippines well back then uh the biggest one back then in the 80s was karate in oh. fact they were calling taekwondo korean karate yes and uh nobody knew what taekwondo was then except uh, like i said the uh, guys who are uh, likes martial arts or needs sports uh, sports page or sports column the newspaper 
but you know, when we would travel, people would think we'd be a dance group or something, and we'd say, no, we're uh, Taekwondo, and they say, what's that? People in the airport didn't know uh, what Taekwondo was. The guys who like get your luggages, they didn't know what Taekwondo was. People in the street selling cigarettes, uh, you know, selling ice cream or whatever. You know, the regular Joe, the regular Filipino guy, uh, they had no idea what Taekwondo was back then. So after that first movie I did and had a great acceptance, uh, involvement in Taekwondo, they were looking, people who started coming and enrolling because they wanted to move like me. And then I, also, I said, okay, one film, I'm done, and I'm going back, I'm going to America because I, I couldn't speak Tagalog because I'm from the province, I speak Visayan, Ilongo. So I'm from the south of the Philippines. Okay. And, uh, you know, I spoke English, I spoke Spanish, and uh, I spoke Ilongo and Visaya, but I couldn't speak Tagalog, and I didn't know how to act. I don't come from an acting family. Uh, so Dr. Kim and uh, Master Hong told me, you know, uh, why don't you give it four years and, you know, try and, uh, you know, popularize Taekwondo in the film business in the Philippines. And I said, sir, I can't speak Tagalog. And I can't act. He said, learn. He said, you didn't know Taekwondo, right? But you learned and you made it to the Olympics. I mean, you can do this. I mean, I'm sure Taekwondo is harder than, than acting <laughs> and learning uh, Tagalog, right? Uh, the Filipino national language. So uh, I said, okay, four years. But if I don't make it big in four years, I leave for America. So I stayed and... Uh, uh, I, I stayed and I went on and I was really very uncof uncomfortable because I couldn't adjust to to the atmosphere of the movie industry because it was a, a different uh, community and a different sure. world from coming in from, you know, the martial arts world. You know, uh, I had a hard time getting along and adjusting to them. Now, of course, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, comfortable with all kinds of people and all walks of life and different Sure. I'm fine, but back then I was so young, and you know, and uh, I kept trying and trying, and uh, Grandmaster Wong would always uh, ask people about me, regular Filipino people. Do you know this actor named Monsur Del Rosario? And people would, you know, uh, would say, "Oh, he's the boyfriend of this actress. He's the boyfriend of that actress. He's the boyfriend of this singer." <laughs> and he'd always say, "Oh, you're not yet known, Mon." That's uh, that's very funny. I said, sir, can I leave for America? I don't think I can do this. No, you stay. I want your name to be synonymous to Taekwondo in this country. And, you know, I want Taekwondo to be a household word in the Philippines. I want everybody to know what Taekwondo is. And I said, that's hard to do. I even told, you know, Dr. Kim, sir, what you're asking me to do is very difficult. He said, no, you try, you try. He said, when, when you come to the Philippines and you say, I want toothpaste, Everybody would say, okay, here's Colgate. It's right. you know, synonymous to toothpaste. When before, when there's cameras and films, they'll say, okay, uh, uh, sir, can I can I uh, buy a film from my camera? Okay, here's Koda. It's automatic. It's Koda. It's not Fuji. It's not any other film. You know, and when they say, uh, hey, can can I buy a few pencil? They say, okay, here's Mongol. It's, it's you know, and they wanted that when they say Taekwondo, people would say, oh, for sure. And I said, wow, that's really difficult to achieve. But, you know, uh, in time, in the years that went on, and eventually I got my break, and uh, I started doing uh, lead star films, although my first three lead star movies didn't really make it in the box office. Uh, it, it took a while for me to get the right formula 
to find out uh, what the movie-going public liked on me, the roles that I should portray, the character I should portray on film. And, uh, and uh, eventually, I got the right mix. And then uh, in 1995, uh, my first big break uh, where, where uh, it was accepted, uh, I did a few Filipino films under Regal Film Production. Uh, it started getting, you know, big in the box office. And then when Master Hong would go around, you know, this guy, Monsoor, uh, some people would say, oh, he's the uh, karate expert. And he said, you're almost there. You know, you're not known as the girlfriend of this and that, but you're <laughs> you're almost there. You're, But I want to hear the word Taekwondo. So maybe after like seven years or seven years or eight years in the film industry, uh, that's when my name and Taekwondo became uh, linked together. And uh, when he would go out and ask people, oh, do you know Monsoor regular? Oh, he's a Taekwondo master. Oh, he's a Taekwondo expert. Or he's a Taekwondo champion. Then he said, okay, you've achieved your mission. Korea will be happy. World Taekwondo Federation will be happy. Asian Taekwondo Union will be happy. Philippine Taekwondo Association will be happy. What we set out for you to do, you have achieved. Now, if you want to get out of the film business, uh, you can go to America now. I said, now, after eight years, I invested my life. I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here. So I decided to stay, and uh, I started making films. So, so you know, I, then uh, the movie business, it was just going, you know, one after another. I was doing uh, foreign films, uh, Japanese films, Korean films, uh, Indian films, uh, uh, Hong Kong kung fu films, and then Filipino films, and then... Uh, sometime around 2000 or 2005, 2002, 2003, the film business just uh, because of the pirated DVDs and then uh, the taxes were very high and then the malls started to come out in the Philippines. All the small theaters got, you know, burned out. Uh, they were all eaten out by the mall and then uh, a different group handled the movie industry and the uh, action was so hard to, to make because, uh, you know, when you do an action film, if you blow up a car, blow up a building, you have a helicopter or a jet, a jet or a speedboat, you know, it costs a lot of money and sure. and stuntmen. So the, the action genre in the Philippines just completely died. There's an action TV series, yeah, but on TV, people get to watch you for free. That's why I keep saying I'd rather be seen in the movies because people will pay and, you know, to watch you in the movies and you're immortalizing the movies. Sure. Never. I mean, look at Bruce Lee. I mean, he's 50 years, almost 50 years gone, but man, Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, classic films. And a short career. I mean, it's, it, it's he's gone a long time, but he had a very short, a very small body of work and yet is still immortal all of these yeah. years. And yeah. when, so, I, when I interview people about why they got involved in the martial arts at, at, a certain, at certain ages, there's usually two things that they'll reference. One would be Bruce Lee, and then if they're younger, many many uh, reference the Karate Kid and Pat Morita and and that film. So those are two. You know, if you're probably more than 25 years old, it's going to be somewhere between the Karate Kid and Bruce Lee that people will say in in the United States in particular that that's why I got involved in the martial arts in True. Taekwondo. Well, if uh, we go back to why I got involved in the martial arts, two things. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate much. It's just two simple things. Uh, nine years old, getting bullied in school, standing up against the bigger kids and the bigger sure. police and 
getting my ass whipped and kicked left and right. And, uh, you know, I'm losing my confidence because these kids were bigger than me. I never won a fight, you know, uh, when I was in grade school, in elementary. And uh, when Big Boss came out, I said, whoa, man, who's this guy? You know, I watched him. Sure. I was like probably nine or ten years old. And then Fist of Fury came out, Chinese Connection in America. And, whoa, I said, I want to be like this guy. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to learn martial arts. And that was it. I was hooked with martial arts. As soon as I saw Fist of Fury, I said, I want to be like Bruce Lee, man. That was it. That's great. That that is that's that is really great. Um, yeah. Now let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you know you you're such an amazing uh, I, I I don't want to embarrass you but you're such an amazing individual and so amazingly accomplished. Uh, for those that don't know, in the United States, not only are you an Olympic athlete, not only are you a a movie star, not only are you a a writer, producer, um, mo- movie person, but you are also a person who is most recently, your your work on on help the helping people in uh, the COVID nineteen crisis pandemic is amazing. But you also are a person of uh, a government official. You also are yes. a, 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 a an, an elected official in the government of the of the Philippines. Tell me a little bit about how I, how did that occur and yes, and, and uh, what role? That's true, Mark. It's a uh, you know my my life uh, the pattern of my life and the path of my life. It's a uh, kind of similar to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you know, he became a Mr. Universe bodybuilding champion. And then he became a big action movie star in sure. Hollywood and around the world. I mean, of course, mine is just small. It's just here in the Philippines. Then he got in, became the governor of California. So it's similar pattern to how his life uh, uh, came about and how my life is coming. It came about to almost similar to his. And, uh, well, I never, I don't come from a political family. I don't come from a show business family. Uh, I don't come from a, a very athletic family. My, you know, my dad was a sportsman, but he wasn't an athlete. My mom, uh, she wasn't an athlete. She, nothing, you know, I mean, it was just all me, right? That I, 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 I kind of like, I don't know, uh, got engrossed with all of this. And, uh, and the politics came when... Uh, when uh, I would notice a lot of uh, celebrities here in the Philippines, actors and actresses, and, uh, you know, uh, they would uh, try their hand inside politics. And uh, no offense to some of my uh, colleagues that I, I I see that are in government, but uh, I, I, I sometimes I tell myself, uh, man, I know these guys. They're not as smart as, uh, as they, I, you know, as I know. Sure, you know? sure. I, I, I think I can do a better job than these people, you know. So well, I was always toying with the idea, but I wasn't interested because when I was still single, I got married late. I got married at 40 years old. Okay. So uh, uh, when I was single, uh, when I was at the peak of my movie career, uh, mayors would come up to me and ask me to run for councilor. Others would come up to me and say, run for congressman. And I was never interested, you know. And I, I'm happy being an actor. I'm single. I don't have any responsibilities except to myself. I'm having a great time, you know, uh, working with different movie actresses and movie actors. And, you know, I was like happy-go-lucky and easy-going. All I had to do is make sure I'm fit. I can do my scenes. I do my stunts and all. And uh, when I got married and uh, I had two kids and they were still like, you know, they're one year, two years apart. Uh, actually, no, two, three years apart. They were still like, you know, toddlers. And uh, I was asked to run again, and 
And I, I kept saying, why do people keep coming to me? You know, there must be a reason why, you know, uh, I keep turning them down, but they still keep coming. So uh, I said, okay, uh, I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I don't know what, what politics is all about, what kind of world it is. I have nobody inside that uh, world that can teach me how it works. Uh, my father-in-law, he, he kind of assisted and helped me a bit uh, because he, he kind of is familiar with that world. Uh, it was uh, very difficult for me because, uh, you know, uh, being a politician here, it doesn't really leave a good taste in uh, people's mind when they hear you're a politician because majority of them are either corrupt or crooks. I'm not saying all of them. Sure, I understand. But, uh, you know, uh, and uh, my first run, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. My first run, I lost. And I was really devastated, and I said, man, I thought it was that easy. I mean, everybody knows who I am. I, I'm popular. I mean, you know, and I had to, you know, study the system. I had to figure out, you know, what are the secrets of winning and what's supposed to be done and how the system works and, you know, who to be with and who not to be with, who, who's the party that's the stronger one. Sure. I mean, my first three international competitions, I got beaten up. I mean, I didn't win. Uh, took three international, three years till I won the world championships in Korea in 1985. And then when I got into the movies, my first three lead movie stars, uh, movie movie uh, pic, uh, movie pictures that I made, where I was the lead star when, you know, I was thinking I'm going to be, this is going to make it the box office. It, 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 it flopped. It didn't make money. So the producers kind of like stayed away from me. It took a while. Sure. So uh, I said to myself, hey, come on, one. I mean, I was just going to say, okay, no more politics for me. I don't want anymore. I lost. And I said, uh, let's just see what happened. So I just continued with my work, which uh, which is teaching Taekwondo. I have like two dojos, dojang, and I was teaching Taekwondo. And uh, I was the secretary general of the Philippine Taekwondo Association. So I was working with the association, running two gyms. And then I had a small business. I was making armors, kick pads, kick shields with my name on it. And uh, my dopo with my name on it, with some partners of mine in the national team before. And uh, three years later, they said, okay, they're getting me again. And I said, this time I don't want to lose. And uh, they got me, and then I won. What year was that, sir? What year was uh, that? 2010. 2010. Yeah, so I won as counselor of Makati in 2010, Makati City. And then I, I ran again in 2013. I won again from 2013 to 2016 as Councillor of Makati, uh, the financial district of the Philippines, the richest city in the country, actually. Uh, and then in 2016, they bumped me up. I said I wanted to run another year, another term, another three years for Councillor, but they had problems with their Congresswoman. So they filled me in. They bumped, uh, they, they put me in uh, last minute. And, you know, I won. 2016 to 2019 and uh, unfortunately 2019 to 2000, uh, 2019 when I ran for vice mayor of Makati I lost and uh, well I I couldn't believe that you know that that happened to me and my my, my, my group mates and my party mates sure and uh, you know I, I just think I found out later on why we lost and that uh, our opponents had uh, they were in position, and uh, they were the brother and the sister were fighting with each other. I was with the brother. He was fighting with his sister, who was the mayor. And uh, she said, hey, 
we don't care if you and and my brother are the most popular candidates in, in your ticket and the people of Makati City love you guys. Uh, at the end, we're still going to win because, you know, we control the Picos machine and the Smartmatic. So I couldn't believe that uh, that, that was uh, possible. And now after everything has happened and I lost it, and I realized that, uh, man, politics is really so dirty. I mean, they pay the people who control the Smartmatic machines and the Picos machines and, and the local uh, sure. uh, department of uh uh, interior and local government, the local uh, department of education. Uh, I heard the chief of police. I heard uh, they paid the uh, you know the people uh, who was controlling the election in Makati City, and their whole ticket won, and uh, our whole ticket got wiped out. So uh, you know, I said, "Whoa, this is a real learning experience for me," and I was really angry and you know uh, devastated and really pissed off. And, uh, you know, I had to to calm down and, uh, you know, it took a while. I'm a little better now. I mean, Good. like a year already. But, man, the first six months, I mean, I mean, I said, I mean, I, I swear, I'd probably get into so much fights if, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I don't recommend it to to guys who have weak stomach or <laughs> can't, can't, uh, can't uh, I mean, I'm happier doing uh, martial arts movies, action movies. I'm happier doing that. I'm happier uh, teaching Taekwondo and going around the country and teaching Taekwondo to, to people in the country. But I've done that already, you know. Sure. I, I was looking for a new challenge. Sure. Uh, so now, since uh, I'm, I'm laying low now, uh, this, despite the fact that I'm not in position, I'm not in government, uh, my wife, who's very supportive, and she, it was her idea. I said, why don't we start making masks and distributing it to the frontliners? You know, uh, you know, and we'll say that it's coming from from you and from our family. So you know, people will appreciate the fact that even with your own little way, you're contributing. That is a huge. The, it's a it's a noble and it's a huge, uh, wonderful thing that you're doing. I was following, and we have some folks here that have been doing it, and it's so needed. And to be able to contribute in that way. Uh, is such a selfless and and generous thing to do, and, and I applaud you for that. And and, and thank, I, thank you, Mark. Thank you know, you, Mark. I, I, my my wife, uh, she's really uh, that kind of person. Actually, I told, I even would say, maybe you should be the politician. You know, because no, no, you're the one with the charisma. You know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll help you from the being from the back from the back in the back in the back room. You know, wonderful. Like that, you know? And I'm the one who's the athlete actor. You know, but you're the one who can charm people, talk to people, you talk with, you You know, I, I mean, I respect a janitor the same way I respect the president of a company. I treat them all the same. And, That's wonderful. Uh, maybe, maybe it has a lot to do also with, uh, you know, with my Taekwondo training, my upbringing. I, I, I really don't know. I, mean, I, 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 I think it is. I think it is a quality that I don't know if it's people of this nature are attracted to Taekwondo or Taekwondo helps to bring it out. But it is one of the things I've experienced all over the world. Uh, very kind and generous and, uh, you know, very, very um, even keel spirit, uh, willing to give people a, a chance. You know, when we're on the mat and we wear our dobak, it doesn't matter. You know, it's a great equalizer, whether you're a doctor or a janitor or a, 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 a if you have money or no money. None of, it ma- none of it matters. What matters is how willing, how, how hard you're willing to work and how, how you treat Bro. other people. I completely agree with you. In fact, you know, Mark, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, if we can talk uh, uh, 
mean, I'm sure we can talk again. But uh, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll, 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 I'll take this opportunity to say that uh, if not for God and Taekwondo, uh, I would have never reached the age of 21. I would have been dead by 20 because uh, when I was young, I was doing Taekwondo, and then my parents separated, and it was a really bad, bad, bad uh, separation, and uh, you know. Uh, I became a rebellious uh, young teenager and I got involved with smoking and drinking and, you know, drugs, you know, the light drugs, not the heavy drugs you have now. In the sure, sure. Much, really. And, uh, you know, hanging out in the streets, going out with uh, different uh, guys, gangs and all that, you know, and uh, uh, almost ruined my life. And if not for a, sing- a fight I had against a Malaysian fighter and I made a pact with God, that if I win this fight and I get the medal for this fight, and uh, uh, if you make me win this fight, that means uh, if I dedicate my life in Taekwondo, I'll be somebody in the world of Taekwondo and make a name for myself here in the Philippines. And if I lose this fight, God, I said I will never fight again and I will never wear the black belt again. And uh, Taekwondo is not meant for me. I really need to win this fight. I said, please make me win this fight. I know I didn't train properly. I was fucking around. I was partying. I was drinking. Sure. I was smoking. I was uh, I was a pothead, you know. And if I win this fight, I said, I promise you, I'll throw all my vices, change my life, and I'll dedicate my life, you know, eight, seven hours a day for just Taekwondo and school. And lo and behold, the referees and the juries were discussing for a very long time. And... Honestly, if I look back in 1981, I, I, I should have lost that fight because I didn't have the stamina to, to fight the third round. I just I, right. mean, I was just really trying to finish the round, you know. And uh, I was strong the first round. He was strong the second round, but the third round I had nothing left. And uh, but the judges gave it to me, and nobody knew who I was. I was from the province. I came to the city. And I looked up in the ceiling in the Coliseum, and I said, oh, shit, now we got a deal. Now I got to keep my promise. And I changed my life and uh, dedicated myself to Taekwondo. People couldn't understand. All my, my friends who were like 30 of them, you know, checking me out, coming, let's go smoke, let's go drink, let's go check out this club. And, and I said, no more, guys, I'm done with that. You know, and they said, what? Yeah, what's wrong with you? You know, and people were saying, well, he's like a monk. All he does is Taekwondo, eat, sleep, Taekwondo. I mean, Taekwondo saved my life. That's Honestly, great. I wouldn't have reached the age of 21. That is a one. That is wonderful, yeah. and and I've heard, um, I've heard the, the, these stories before. And uh, martial arts and 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 you know being on the martial arts path can really be. It's the most. You know, you can do a lot of things. The the the, the work in politics is great, but probably the influence and the impact you have on the lives of individual people through your work with Taekwondo, uh, I'm sure, resonates. Uh, in ways that you, you you can't even imagine, and I see now that you're doing a lot of training with your children, so they're they're actively involved in in Taekwondo as well, right? Yes, they are. Except uh, they don't want to compete because they they tell me that they that we compete. Everybody's looking at us, you know. They expect us to win all the time. I said you don't have to win, you know. Sometimes you can lose. It's okay, you know. They don't like the pressure, you know, being the, the sure their father is Monsieur Del Rosario. And I said, okay, if you don't want to compete, just train, you know, train Taekwondo, get your second dan. When you're ready and you really want to compete, let me know. I'll, I'll train you. I'll get you guys a good trainer. Uh, you know, but learn martial arts. I said, learn boxing, learn Filipino martial arts, 
learn what I'm doing, you know, uh, learn MMA if you want, we get you, learn Jiu-Jitsu. I just want you guys to be a martial artist, you know, uh, because eventually when you're training and you're doing your own thing, uh, the challenge is within yourself, you know, and the challenge is the opponent, it's not somebody else, it's yourself. So let's see if we can go one more round. Let's see if you can kick Absolutely. one more kick. See if you can do can one more punch, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, it's going to help you later on. Very, uh, very, said, very uh, well said. Very well said. Yeah, so, Le- you know, I, I said, you know, if this is for you guys. I said, this is, when I'm dead and I'm gone, I said, you, you go to Korea, my name is there, you'll see me there forever in the Hall of Fame. And then whatever I'm, you know, whatever later on you're gonna meet some taekwondo people around the world and uh you know and you see taekwondo and then you say then they find out you you know taekwondo and you practice it and uh i live in your hearts forever because absolutely when when you kick you remember your dad when you punch you remember your dad when you do a spinning kick you remember your dad because that's me that is wonderful that is a really wonderful sentiment so let me ask you, in, in winding down in the interest of time, uh, you've been so generous in talking to me, what happens now for you after, you know, we, we're all in this in this situation where our, our worlds are locked down, our training has stopped, uh, you know, or has limited, I should say limited, our interaction, our classes, but that's going to change. At a certain point, we'll all come back out of our uh, out of our shells and out of our hibernation. What is the what is the near future um, look like in the Taekwondo world for for Grandmaster Mansoor Del Rosario? No, 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 no. It's, I'm not a Grandmaster. Master, master. Master is okay because I'm I'm seven degree black belt. Master, so, excuse. Master is okay. I do. I don't want to be called Grandmaster. Thank right? you. That master. I appreciate that, Master. Tell me, tell me, what does the what does the world look like in the in your imagination after the well, in the post coronavirus world for for your Taekwondo uh, right teachings now, and? Uh, well, right now I'm currently the president of the ASEAN Taekwondo Federation, uh, Southeast Asian Taekwondo Federation. Uh, although our office is in Singapore, uh, our chairman, uh, Mr. Chris uh, uh, Wiluan, who was the president for like 30 years. He wanted to step down and retire, and uh, he, they had an election. He recommended me to be president uh, in Southeast Asia, and uh, Grandmaster Ong also recommended me. And uh, uh, I wasn't uh, so, you know, I, I do want to accept the position because, I mean, it's kind of like a international position. I'm okay with a national position. Sure. So, uh, so but uh, there was voting with 11 countries. Uh, you know who they wanted. There was a candidate from Thailand. There was a candidate from Vietnam. There was another candidate from Singapore. Uh, but uh, my my peers and my colleagues in the association, they voted me, and I said, okay, that's one term. That's one term of four years. So I said I'll be president for four years, but after that I'm okay. I mean I don't have to be president in the next term. Somebody else can take my place. Uh, I'll see what I can do to help Taekwondo in Southeast Asia. Uh, go, you know, go around Southeast Asia and develop the, the countries and help the countries that are underdeveloped in the sport of Taekwondo. I mean, when you have the Southeast Asian Games, there's only three countries who rule the, the, the sport of Taekwondo. It's Thailand, Vietnam, and the Philippines. They're always 1-2-3 or 2-3-1 or 3-2-1. They're always, you know, uh, sure. fighting the three of them. And then the other countries did win a few medals, but it's always the battle for the number one uh, team in, the, in Southeast Asia. It's always these top three countries. So I said, I'm going to start helping uh, Burma, Cambodia, uh, 
you know, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, although they're also okay, but the Brunei, uh, Myanmar, you know, those other countries that are don't have much Taekwondo uh, uh, wins in, in, in their in their uh, history, and uh, still help the Philippine Taekwondo Association in any way I can. Uh, and uh, although a lot of people uh, from other national sports associations have been pushing me to you know run for president of the association, be the president of the association, and I keep telling them, look. Uh, Grandmaster Hong is the boss of the Philippine Taekwondo Association. You know, what he says, we follow. And uh, there are certain things sometimes that maybe we don't see eye to eye, but I, you know, I don't disagree. He's my master. And uh, I just, you know, follow what he, he requests me to do to help Taekwondo in the Philippines. Uh, what's important is uh, I have achieved my mission that I was, uh, you know, uh, told to do 30, 1988, 32 years ago. Uh, to make Taekwondo very popular in the Philippines and uh, make my name synonymous with Taekwondo. So anybody below uh, probably 50 years old or 45 years old below in the Philippines, when you ask them why they joined Taekwondo, maybe 8 out of 10 will say, I saw Monsur del Rosario fight and I saw Monsur's movie and uh, I saw his jumping, spinning back kicks and uh, his uh, triple down turning side kicks and spinning in the air with his scissors kicks, you know, and... Uh, I was inspired by his moves and I joined and uh, I saw him doing some demonstrations back then. I mean, I can't move like, I, I mean, the sad part about Taekwondo, when you're a little older and you don't practice as much as like you used to when you're younger, your kicks don't really go as high anymore. Sure. You know? Sure. So, so I got to practice with my hands and my weapons now, doing a lot of Filipino martial arts, but, you know, I still maintain my kicks. I mean, if I, I saw kick, I, I saw uh, your kicking. It's still... It's, yeah. it's still very impressive. Yeah. Still very impressive. Yeah. I mean, if I kick uh, any person uh, chest level and below with a roundhouse kick, side kick, front kick, I mean, any kick, I'm sure I'm going to, I can deck a regular guy with one solid kick. That's all it you takes. Know, uh, that, that's all it takes. <laughs> one power shot. Sure. You know? And uh, in fact, when people see me train and I, I do my kicks on the shield and they say, I, I like your kicks now more and more. And I said, why so? Because you kick like uh, Wachau and uh, Sanchinos, like Muay Thai fighters. I mean, maybe they're not as fast, but they're so powerful and heavy. I said, man, I've been kicking for over 40 years, you know. Uh, That's quite off, right? But uh, I continue practicing. And uh, so, you know, I mean, but, I, I, I mean, the martial arts changed my life. So I, I can never leave it, you know. No, of Somehow, course. you know, uh, until my old age, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still continue kicking. You know, trying my kicks, you know, you know, basic kicks just to see, show movement, you know. And if I ever fail, then, you know, hey, then I do my roundhouse kick, my turning long distance kick, my spinning back kicks, uh, my axe kicks. That will all come back. All I need is to train every day and uh, do a lot of stretching. And I know those kicks of mine with my jumping turning, they will all come back. But right now, since I'm in politics also, in government, I really don't have uh, as much time to train. And... Uh, I promise a teacher of mine that I will master the Filipino martial arts and uh, do Cali's Illustrissimo uh, kind of fighting system and promote it to the Philippines and around the world and show it on my on my movies when I come out. And uh, that was his one of my good, good friends who died uh, in 2010. He told me, uh, please, on my deathbed, he goes, I just want you... I also have one request before I die. And I said, what's that? He's like 10 years older than me. He said, 
Can you practice Filipino martial arts and promote it around the world and in your movies in the Philippines like the way you did Taekwondo? Because you're Filipino and this is our art. I said, okay, I'll do that for you. That's great. Uh, that that is so great. That's why that's why I do I do I train in Filipino martial arts. That is that's very impressive. And do you have any um, any other films that are set for release at this point, or is that all yes. up in the air? Because that's of it. The... I, that's the one for now. Uh, we were supposed to start filming this April, uh, first week of April. Uh, hard to kill. Uh, it's like the, not the same not the uh, same title of Steven Seagal's movie. But a uh, different story. Okay. Uh, it's a tentative uh, action film you were supposed to film, but then this coronavirus sure. you know, just struck the world, so everything is pending and everything's on hold. So, yeah, and uh, maybe in 2022, when the elections come around again, there are some people who have been asking me to run for the Senate, become a senator. Uh, some are asking me to run, go back to Congress. Some are asking me to go back and uh, to run again for vice mayor, maybe mayor. And, you know, I said, look, guys, uh, let's entertain that thought when uh, when you guys are really serious and uh, sure. when it's near the filing of the candidacy for the next election, which is 2021, next year. So, uh, because talk is cheap, man. Sure, and, absolutely. Uh, I want to see, yeah, see some action here, you know. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Master Mansour Del Rosario, I, I can't thank you enough for speaking to, to me and to us. Uh, I, I obviously, uh aside from the program and we'll put together and I'll send you when the program's ready for release. But, uh, I, I, it has been a real, uh, honor for me to, to, uh, and things happen in a strange way. You know, we, we, we got involved with, uh, with the movie, uh, with reviewing the film and that led me to you and my life is better for it. Uh, I, I am really honored to speak to you. Uh, I look forward to a lifelong relationship. I, I hope to see you sometime in, in the Philippines or in the United States. And uh, when this is all over, uh, um, I look forward to speaking to you again. And, and my, my, of course, my line is always open. I'm always happy to hear what's going on. Our magazine, our website, we're happy to promote whatever it is that you are doing. Uh, any films that come up, uh, anything that you're involved in, we're happy to do that. And, and, and I hope this is the start of a, a, a lifelong friendship. I really am honored. You are a, an impressive man, an impressive martial artist. And uh, I, I am just so honored to... To have the time to even talk to you, uh, even for a moment, but for you to be so generous as you have in, in speaking to me and speaking to us is, is really an honor, and I thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. The pleasure was mine. Uh, I just have one request. Sure, yes, sir. When, yes, sir. Uh, if ever the write up comes up and the magazine is uh, you know printed and all, if you can send me like maybe a few copies in the Philippines, I Abs don't know if they, they don't. They don't have that magazine here on the book stands or in the Absolutely. Book what will happen is we'll, we'll, we'll do this audio, and then uh, we have the, the summer issue for June, July is done, but this will be this, the fall issue. I'll have a, um, a write-up, and then I'll use some of the photos that you sent me, and, and then you'll send me an address where I can send it, and I'll send you a whole box of uh, copies. Oh, great. Uh, I really appreciate it. No, it's my, really it's my pleasure. It's the least I could do. And please, happy holidays to, to you. I, I, I don't know uh, how, how big a holiday Easter is in, in the Philippines, but uh, if you celebrate Easter, I wish you happy Easter. I wish you happy hell Thank holidays. You. Same and, to you. And safety Same and health to you. to you and to your family, Master Monsoor. Same to you. And I'm glad I got to talk to you because I wanted to really, you know, do some kicks first and move before I talk to you because for the past two weeks, I was kind of depressed. Like, you know, I mean, I asked my doctor, can I train? Because no, 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 wait another week. Can I train? 
no, 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 wait another week. Then I said, like, it's taking forever. And I said, no, I, I really need to kick already. I feel good. I think I'm okay. I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. We, 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 those, that time of, I, I had in, I injured my shoulder a couple of years ago, and I just, it seemed, it seemed, it's, it's, it's like this quarantine. It seems it may not be that long, but it seems that time yeah. of not training, yeah, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah, endless. Exactly. So. Exactly. I feel sick when I don't get to sweat, or I don't get to train, or I don't get to kick, or I don't get to shout. You know. I Absolutely. Mean, I, it's part of my DNA. I mean, I've been doing it for so long, and. It's not the same, you know. I mean, yeah, I can play golf, I play basketball, I swim, but you know, it's different when you're lying down in the mat, you're training, sure. you know, kicking the kick shield, and you're sweating. It, it feels like I'm 18 years old or 21 years old again, you know. I mean, Absolutely. I don't 60 in three years, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm in pretty good shape. For I know you. My age in this country. You're in pretty good shape for a guy in anybody's age. So, so, <laughs> so have a wonderful night. And I'll talk to you soon, and, and we'll definitely follow up and thank you. And most of all, like I said, be safe and, and be healthy in, in the Philippines. And I look forward to seeing you, sir. You too, Mark. Well, if I come to New York, I'll definitely please, bring you up. Please, please, I will. Uh, uh, absolutely. I've never, been, I've never been to New York. I'm always in San Francisco because my three siblings live in San Francisco. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there once a year to visit them. My brother-in-law lives in San Francisco, so... You know, I, I, I fly there for uh, the past maybe 20 years. I've been flying there at least once a year and stay there for a month or two months. Oh, if you're, in Sa- if, you, if you're in San Francisco for an extended period, let me know. My brother is in San Francisco, and I could always come out and see him, and then I, we could get together for dinner or something. Oh, great. That, yeah, yeah, that, that would be nice. That yeah, would be wonderful. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Uh, we'll, we'll meet. We'll meet in the center. Yeah. From You'll go from the Philippines. Yeah. I'll go from New York, and we'll meet in San Francisco. Wow. I, I would love great, that. Mark. Looking forward to that one day. You Thank you, care. sir. Thank you. Be well, brother. sir. Brother, you Thank take you. care, brother. Thank you, brother. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.